Hello and welcome to the Supply Chain Podcast. Thank you for joining us today and don't forget to come back every Friday for new episodes featuring leaders in the supply chain. On this week's episode, I'm joined by Colin Earle, founder and CTO of Agiloft. Agiloft is a product and solution provider for organizations in the supply chain, ranging from small enterprises to US government agencies. Agiloft provides products for contract management software, service desk, custom workflow, all with the goal to assist automating operations. So this is a really exciting podcast day and I hope you all enjoy. So firstly, hello Colin, how are you doing? Hello Emily, um, I'm doing very well and thank you so much for, for inviting me to the podcast. Absolutely and thank you for your time. I was wondering if you could kind of kick off by explaining your role at Agiloft as CTO and founder and kind of tell us a little bit about the story that made you found the company. Surely. Well, as, as founder and CTO, my focus is on growing a world-class team and above all, aligning the interests of our staff, our partners and our customers. Um, and by way of, you know, a lot of people talk about this, but we take it pretty seriously. And to take one example, uh, Agiloft provides an unconditional success guarantee. Um, you know, we tell all our customers that if they're not entirely satisfied with the, the product, the service, the software, they can cancel any time within the first three months and pay nothing. And we, we do this for a couple of reasons. First, to, of course, to kickstand in our competitors' faces, but also because we want to ensure that it's never in the self-interest of the salespeople to promise more than we can really deliver to the customer. Um, and you know, we're putting serious money on the line when we do this. Of course, software, in a sense, costs nothing, at least on a marginal basis. But three months of implementation time is a significant investment. Um, so you know, if the customer isn't entirely happy and comes back to us and says, hey, the salesperson said X, and in fact, Y is true, there's going to be a very uncomfortable conversation with, with the individual who made that claim. And it you know, will not happen again. And I'm delighted to say that, you know, that, that guarantee is almost never picked up. Um, you know, customer satisfaction levels are extremely high. In terms of what made me found the company, um, I worked at IBM, General Electric, and three startups before forming Agileoft. And what I found as CTO was that even the best run projects could fail. Um, you know, one particular example, we delivered an enterprise system to the customer, to the business. It met all of the stated business objectives. And yet it was flagged as a failure. And the reason for that was that when they came to use it, the business users discovered that, and this is not at all uncommon, they discovered that what they said they wanted wasn't what they actually needed. And it was built on traditional technology. So that meant that we had to recode all of that custom functionality. A project that had been completed on time ended up being nine months late and massively over budget. The only way to really address this issue, to cut the Gorgon knot, 
is to eliminate the need for manual coding. And that's what Agileoff did. We built a no-code platform that would allow us to build and configure enterprise class applications using just the admin browser. And it's that at its core, which allows us to provide the unconditional satisfaction guarantee. And you know, when the customer decides post-implementation that what they said they wanted isn't actually what they need, it's just a few days of configuration changes, not, not a disaster. Um, since then, we've really focused in contract lifecycle management and you know, become you know, the, one of the two or three acknowledged leaders in that field based on the Gartner Magic Quadrant, but above all on customer satisfaction ratings. Brilliant, and thank you so much for sharing that story. That's really fascinating. Um, and I wanna kind of pick off where you left off talking about um, contract lifecycle management, which we might refer to as CLM. Um, so I'm wondering if you could kind of uh, explain, you know, what this actually does, the, the software that this is, um, and at what point in the supply chain does this impact the most um, in terms of automation and streamlining? Sure. Well, Agilov's CLM platform and AI-based platform helps companies in the supply chain by automating the workflows associated with initiating, executing, and monitoring contractual agreements. Um, so it really addresses issues across the entire supply chain, both pre-sales and post-sales. And these digital contracting tools also allow suppliers to cross-reference shipments live location data with the contractual conditions required to ensure that the deliveries remain on track. Um, digital contracts clarify and allow insight into financial liability. For example, if a shipment gets behind on schedule, or if the contractual agreements associated with that are not being met. And this enables enterprises to quickly compare terms and standard clauses and to negotiate smarter agreements with both vendors and suppliers. You know, and as a my trivial example, if a contract is set to expire, the system will automatically notify the contract manager of the upcoming date and any related agreements that also need to be reviewed and probably renewed. Brilliant, thank you for running us through that. And a topic that I'm actually curious to, to dive into slightly here is talking about the past 12 months and obviously the coronavirus pandemic that has um, hit the world. Um, I'm kind of wondering if you can talk about some of the changes and challenges that Agiloft has experienced over this time. And more importantly, kind of looking out and thinking about the overall supply chain and how this has actually been impacted by COVID. We've, we've grown throughout the pandemic. Um, and I think we've, we've grown primarily um, because of the shift to remote work. Mm -hmm. um, this has kind of heightened the awareness in organizations of the blind spots that companies have around contracts. And of course, removing the need for physical contact, removing the need for physical pieces of paper that are being passed around the office uh, is you know, paramount when, when, when there's you know, a catastrophic event such as COVID-19 and a pandemic in, in force. 
Um, I think it, it's kind of served as a reminder and an example of how fast business needs to be able to react to changes and adapt to changes in, in the environment. Um, just how important the speed to contract is. Uh, we're fortunate in that among nearly 700 customers, we have some of the most prominent vaccine makers and healthcare systems as our customers. And of course, they've had very singular dedicated missions this year, creating vaccine, expanding testing, expanding bandwidth for partner services. And their expectation and an expectation we're delighted to meet is that this can be done pretty much instantaneously. You know, a tenfold increase in bandwidth and communications can be accomplished overnight. Um, and following on from that, I'm glad you you touched on uh, kind of vaccines and healthcare because I'm wondering if you can talk on the implement, implementation of new supply chains such as the vaccines and the ventilators, um, and kind of thinking about which technologies actually assisted in streamlining these supply chains. Certainly, and of course, the, the examples you give are very pertinent because they're physical processes. Um, Scaling digital processes is far easier than scaling physical ones. Uh, for example, the freight industry is tasked with delivering 2.2 million doses, so excuse me, 4.2 million doses of the Pfizer and Moderna COVID vaccines every day in refrigerated vehicles throughout the US. And to execute this, Delivery services need the ability to adjust to rapidly evolving circumstances, uh, you know, and such things as weather events that are entirely outside their control and yet stay on schedule for deliveries and keep track of those contracts and fulfillment dates. This just can't be done without the right technology and digital contracting tools to track shipments, monitor truck temperatures, and manage those millions of deliveries. By leveraging automation, the manufacturers and logistic companies can have visibility into the supply chain and see updates and movements in real time. And that allows the business leaders to make educated decisions in the space of uh, shifting conditions on the ground. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting to think about um the kind of importance of technology here and how COVID has been a catalyst for innovation. And I'm wondering if you can kind of touch on um, how technology has actually been optimized to maintain a fluid and successful, in the end, supply chain process. Well, certainly. I think what COVID demonstrated was that legacy contract systems are ineffective because they, they don't integrate with other applications across the business. And by definition, they're therefore unable to keep pace with rapidly ch changing situations. Modern technology, and in particular AI-powered CLM software, allows freight companies to continuously track shipments and manage millions of deliveries. It integrates with the logistics software, and that's essential to track thousands of different COVID-19 supplier and freight service contracts that go to delivering the final solutions in the form of vaccines to the populace. Absolutely. And earlier you mentioned kind of leveraging automation um, to have full visibility across the supply chain. Um, 
And I think uh, this kind of leads me on to my next question, thinking about tracking supply chain operations um, and how can supply chain providers kind of uh, increase visibility across the supply chain um, in order to overcome these disruptions that have been caused by COVID? Simply by leveraging the appropriate technology with automated CLM, uh, important contracts, documents are stored in the cloud, so they're accessible for anywhere. And they can be integrated across the supply chain to increase visibility to all the parties participating. Now, when you pair that with real-time data from trucks, distribution centers, healthcare providers, CLM can actively monitor supply chain performance and warn of risks and bottlenecks before they become crises. So CLM companies enable organizations to collectively manage data, uh, collect data from contracts that have been uploaded to the system, and it allows the supply chain providers to manage supplier risk, track inventory, and cross-reference shipment delays with contractual agreements. Combining that with artificial intelligence, vaccine distribution has been cut to months, whereas with prior technology, it could have taken years. And that's, that's time we just don't have. Absolutely. And I think it's a really, really interesting point. I mean, there's been a lot come out of COVID and I, I speak to a lot of people on the podcast and they say that, um, you know, everything is so quick now and these customer ex expectations will never drop. Um, I think that's definitely something that's come out of COVID. Um, I'm also uh, interested in you touching on the vaccine delivery process here. Um, I was wondering, could you explain where CLM kind of falls into this? Sure. When organizations are responding to a crisis, whether it be a pandemic or an environmental challenge, contracts are always at the center because they define the organization's obligations. And they serve as a roadmap for the business. AI-powered CLM can support the unique contractual requirements of the pharma industry. And these include multi-party agreements for research and collaboration to develop new vaccines and treatments. And in addition, being able to electronically sign contracts simply makes the process more efficient and reduces human touch points, which is essential with a workforce spread across multiple time zones. Thinking about um, kind of coming out of COVID here, um, as vaccines are starting to roll out because of this really successful supply chain. Um, I'm kind of wondering about this phrase kind of pandemic proofing, um, you know, how can we prevent future disruptions? And also um, I'm wondering if you can kind of touch on the role that CLM plays into this. Sure, well, CLM automation allows manufacturers and logistic companies to achieve full supply chain visibility when tracking shipments, updates, and movements. And on top of that, the AI-powered technologies can be used to pull critical insights in real time out of the data. And these, this gives the supply chain solution providers the insight necessary to react immediately to disruptions. And it therefore also helps safeguard businesses from liability. Now, as we've seen throughout COVID-19, Technology has been a key element in business continuity. It's helped overcome the challenges of a primarily remote workforce and 
kept workers are the front line safe. So whatever the next global challenge crisis happens to be, supply chains are now stronger than before and ready to address disruptions head on. Absolutely. And I think it's a really um, it's a really interesting time. And I think it's important to think about the future um, and kind of uh, also just the difference from where we are now to where we were last year. Um, I'm wondering, you know, as somebody who's founded a company yourself and with years of experience within the supply chain, what advice do you have for supply chain leaders who are trying to make these better informed decisions regarding the future of the supply chain? Well, I think first and foremost is don't treat the contracts as a digital file cabinet. Uh, Simply digitizing contracts isn't getting you even half of the way there. They have to be regarded as key to the business relationship DNA. They have to become an active data asset for the organization, not a passive repository, but something which is proactively addressing challenges and risks and moving the business forward. So contracts have to understand and communicate with all of the commercial needs of the business, from the regulatory environment to the relationship needs, the commercial, internal, and external, and in many cases, international clients have. In the long term, CLM can create a better connection between the contracting organizations and the commercial clients that they serve. And overall, it creates a more resilient process, one that can more more rapidly and flexibly adapt to the evolving needs of the business. That's amazing. Thank you. And um, to kind of wrap up the podcast, I think it's it's always important to um, think about the the pandemic and the way that it's brought people together in a sense um, and thinking about kind of sharing this uh, torch of knowledge as I like to call it. I know a lot of people in the supply chain have been using um, social media and forums to kind of share um, the information and knowledge they've gained from this pandemic because it's never happened before Um, and it's a really exciting time for people to have these conversations. So I'm wondering um, is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners as an end note? Sure. Well, I'd like to provide first an example. Um, Children's National Hospital used CLM to streamline its operations and ensure compliance. And they didn't just ensure compliance. As a side effect, they reduced the contracting uh, period by 52% and more than doubled the total number of contracts which were reviewed each year. So their agile CLM system enabled it to roll up, drive up testing sites for COVID-19 in just three business days. And in addition to testing sites, the CLM system improved operations across the organization with better contract review times, increased compliance by business partners and vendors. The first step to deploying automation like CLM is to review what's out there and get impartial advice. And I would recommend that supply chain executives consult with a third party software research firm. Um, Ideally one that's based on real customer experiences, not just analyst reviews. And Gartner's Peer Insight, of course, combines the two. It provides insight from real customers. And of course, Gartner provides the premier 
objective analyst reviews. And those resources therefore provide unbiased information on both capabilities and customer experience. And that's essential for leaders looking for a CLM solution that meets their particular needs. The other thing I'd say is, and this is true for all enterprise software, don't just take the vendor's word for it. A lot of vendors will claim that they can do whatever you want. Challenge them on that. Describe what your most challenging processes are and ask them to demonstrate those processes being implemented in their software in real time. And then push them further. As we discussed, processes change. They change based on business needs. They change based on the recognition of users that they need something other than what they initially thought they needed. So ask the vendor to make such changes to the software while you watch. See how difficult it is. Get an impression for how flexible or inflexible that solution is going to be. Because enterprise software has to be a live, ever-evolving system meeting the needs of an ever-evolving business. Amazing. And thank you for sharing that. Um, I think it's it's exciting to, to learn about all the things that Agilot have done and also the case with the Children's National Hospital and kind of it's really demonstrating the agility um, of the supply chain. I think that's really exciting. So I'd like to kind of just wrap up the podcast here and say thank you so much, Colin, for joining us today. Um, It's been really exciting. And I really hope everyone listening gets a lot of value out of this and is inspired when when they think of the supply chain. So thank you so much, Colin. Thank you, Emily, so much. It's, It's been a real pleasure. Amazing. Thank you. Take care. Bye for now.